Good morning, Trinity. Welcome. My friend Linda is here with us today to help us out. We hope that this morning will be an encouraging time in God's word together. If you have your Bible, please open it to Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. God, we pray that you would be with us this morning as we consider your word, as we consider these particular words. May they bring confidence and comfort to our hearts in these unsettling days. Help us, O Lord, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. A few years back, an old hymn got unearthed by some songwriters. It was one of those hidden treasures but now found kind of moments. And the beginning words of the first verse are especially relevant for us today. I want to read those to us. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path, for my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. While addressing the present concerns, the hymn closes with a hopeful note. For my life he bled and died. Christ will hold me fast. Justice has been satisfied. He will hold me fast. Raised with him to endless life, he will hold me fast. Till our faith is turned to sight when he comes at last. The reality of the world we live in includes many fearful paths. And some of those Fearful paths may take us into some unsettling and dark and fearful places. It makes me think, what sort of security, what sort of confidence, what sort of comfort can I have in a world that has shut down? When lives that I know, people I love and care for are at risk. When economies collapse and jobs get lost or go off into an unknown, what sort of security and confidence and comfort can I have in that kind of world? Psalm 121 gives us some great answers, great answers to those questions. And what that answer is for us this morning 
is that my hope is that we are able to rest secure in the Lord who keeps. Let's say that again, that we would be able to rest secure in the Lord who keeps, keeps all his people. And what, what does the resting secure in the Lord who keeps give us? What does that rest in that security of a Lord who keeps give to us in these kinds of moments? There are two things. Gives us confidence in the Lord who keeps and gives us comfort from the Lord who keeps. So as we move through Psalm 121 this morning, I want us to think very carefully and deliberately, but also with great hope in knowing that the security we have in the Lord who keeps brings confidence and comfort into our lives. Even if our lives are filled with all sorts of crazy, unsettling circumstances. So let's jump in together and look at verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We have great confidence in the Lord who keeps. Confidence because he is the source of our help. He is our help. The rest of the psalm talks about what kind of help the Lord brings. And he uses a key word called keep. The sort of help that we receive from the Lord is the keeping kind of help. Now that word for keep is critically important. It's a strong word. It's an intense keeping watch. It's a vigilant watchfulness. It is all about protection. So much so that whoever is being kept will remain or reach its desired end. It's the kind of keeping that doesn't stop. It risks it all to protect. It guards. Psalm 121 is among 15 psalms in the Bible from Psalm 120 to 134 called the Songs of Ascent. These are songs sung as the, as the people were going to Jerusalem three times a year for the various worship festivals. It was a song in which they were literally traveling up to Jerusalem. So the idea of ascent, upward. And then, but these songs were sung along the way. And when they got to Jerusalem for corporate worship. And as they were singing these songs, they were singing them while feeling vulnerable to the dangers around them. Everyone knew. Bad people with bad intentions knew when families would be traveling these Dangerous roads. It was a unsettling journey. And yet upward they looked. Upward they went. Upward they hoped. To the God who is their help. Now the idea here. Of needing help implies two very critical things. Life is hard. And is filled with many dangers. Clear implication. Life is hard and is filled with many dangers. Number two, the Lord himself is the one who helps. Do you see that in that verse? 
the Lord himself helps his people. The Lord doesn't send someone else, doesn't hire it off. He, God, helps his people. What reassuring words. What comfort-giving, confidence-producing words to know that God is the one who helps. And as he does that help, he keeps us. That we are kept from something. We're kept from danger. And we're kept to something. We're kept to himself so that we could worship him and be with him. We are kept from something, kept for something, from the one who is over all the somethings. How amazing, how confident, producing joy it is to realize that it is the Lord who helps us. Nothing blindsides God. Nothing comes along in your life that God does not know or see. And nothing outside of God's watchful care over your life is happening. He sees it all right now in this very moment. As you're listening to these words, God is keeping you. And this confidence is the kind that ascends just like these songs are songs of ascent. It is a growing confidence as we think deeply on the God who keeps. That confidence that you and I can experience as we set our minds and our hearts on Psalm 121 is not the kind of confidence that rests in circumstances being changed. It is a confidence that rests in the greater realization and understanding of who is the one keeping you. It is a confidence in God himself, resting in the Lord. Psalm 121, verses in two, 1 and 2, excuse me, produce in our heart, a, a, while we're weary on our travels, or maybe better put, while we're weary with our forced staycations, uh, that there is great confidence in the one who keeps you. And as they are traveling, they are looking up to the hills. Literally, they are looking up to the hills. They are coming from the valleys, going up to where Jerusalem is. These hills could be hills of hope or hills of difficulty. Jerusalem itself was on a hill. So maybe they were looking up to the hill of hope as they were seeing in the distance Jerusalem where they were traveling and where they were hoping to to arrive. Or maybe the hills were the hills of danger all around them as they moved through those valleys. Either way, their help is coming from beyond the hills. It's not in the hills themselves, but beyond the hills, their help is coming from the Lord. And our confidence is really getting to know the Lord, not seeing our circumstances change. He doesn't have to, and this is the amazing thing about God, he doesn't have to change our circumstances to help us. He can use those very circumstances to produce in us great hope and confidence in him. That he is not bound to our circumstances, but can work mightily through them so that our hearts rest in him secure. What a kindness of God. So I ask you this question. Will your circumstances delude or distract your view of God and his sovereignty? Or will you have a heart that rests in him? Or will your circumstances fill your heart or 
debilitate your heart with worry, fear, hopelessness. Our hearts can be beleaguered and distracted and they can wander off. Earlier this morning, as a family, you sang, Come Thou Fount. And maybe you sang that with a little extra, knowing that you need your wandering heart bound to God. Well, the Lord keeps you. Maybe you haven't experienced some of those dark feelings, but a Christian can walk through dark places of the human heart. There can be deep, dangerous, overwhelming valleys and ravines with jagged rocks and cliffs of fear and depression and despair when the shadows of deep doubt creep upon your heart. What will you say in those moments? What kind of confidence can you have in those moments? My hope as you wrestle with these words in Psalm 121 is that your heart would be able to say, my heart may fail and my body may give way, but my confidence is in the one who is greater than all the hard hills around me and all the shadows of doubt within me. To him will I look with confidence and rest secure. Resting secure in the God who keeps gives confidence to us. It also gives us comfort. That confidence puts that anxious heart at ease and we are comforted. Comforted by the fact that God keeps his people. Looking at the rest of our psalm, you can see the ways in which God helps us and the focus on the word keep. And as we see that focus, it shows that God is giving us comfort. In verses 3 through 8, there are three groupings describing the Lord's sufficiency, His ability to keep us. And these pictures that we see here bring us comfort. Let's consider the first one. And that's going to be found in verses 3 and 4. So if you still have your Bible, turn to verses 3 and 4. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The sort of comfort we receive from these words is this. The Lord keeps you always. Always. Write that down. The Lord keeps you always. Walking on these roads, these travelers would have been, they weren't paved roads. It was not a paved with ease kind of travel. No, they were walking on roads filled with holes and loose gravel and roots and muck. And let alone all the difficulties around them and the threats. In the midst of all of that, the Lord never sleeps. He never dozes off during his watch. He never wearies out at being your God. He never tires 
And, and he never stops keeping watch. And danger isn't too much for God. So this is some comforting words. Your life can't exhaust God's watch. He will always be keeping. Maybe your life will exhaust the people around you. And actually everyone should take a moment in the various living rooms all across the Nashua area and apologize to each other for this last week. Just do it immediately and earnestly and say, I'm sorry for this last week. I'm sure we have exhausted one another. But your life cannot exhaust God's watch. He will not sleep. Good words. Brings us comfort. Look at the next grouping of words in verses 5 and 6. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. So not only are we comforted with the fact that the Lord keeps always, we are now comforted with the fact that the Lord keeps affectionately. He keeps affectionately. He keeps you because his affection is set upon you. You might be wondering how I get that from those words. Think carefully about what is being said there about shade. What does it imply? Well, it implies nearness. There's nearness and affectionate care that God is giving to his people as he helps them and keeps them. He is by your side. He is your shade. Old preacher once said, of these verses, oh, how the Lord brings refreshment for my soul. He brings shade. He comes up close and brings shade. Before we moved here to Nashua, we lived in California. Shade was a commodity there. The place we lived in was 334 days of sun, most of it blistering. I had a little bit of skin cancer to deal with as a result. 108 outside. But in the shade, you could handle it. In the shade, you were fine. Shade means so much. It means proximity and very attentive, affectionate care. God is by your side. What is that shade? God is. God is your shade. He is always near. Comforting words. The Lord keeps you always, and the Lord keeps you affectionately. Let your heart be comforted with these. We have one more grouping to look at. You would look at verses 7 and 8. The Lord keeps you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. So the Lord keeps you always. The Lord keeps you affectionately. Thirdly, 
third comfort that we get from these words in Psalm 121 is that the Lord keeps you absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt, without a threat, without a hint or a shadow of of him not keeping you. He keeps you absolutely. He keeps you from all evil. He is greater than all evil. And I love that the word all is there. It could just simply say he keeps you from evil and that would be sufficient. But it says he keeps you from all evil. It's emphatic. The Lord is keeping you absolutely. He's keeping you without a doubt. The world is evil. The devil is evil. Sin is evil. Our flesh can be evil. Our hearts can run complicit with the world and with the devil. Evil can run abounding around us and even within us. And yet it is the Lord who will keep you from all evil. Comforting words. There's an old, old book by a guy named John Bunyan called The Pilgrim's Progress. It's a classic. Read it to my kids and read it for myself. It's an incredible story. It's a, it's a word picture of the Christian life. It's, it's an analogy of, of what the life is like told in this incredible journey of a man named Christian as he leaves the city of destruction for the celestial city, as he leaves the world and following the ways of the world to follow Christ and, and be with Christ in glory forever. It's an incredible story and it, it carries with it all of the, the, the valleys and the hills and the ravines and the cliffs and the dangers and the joys. It's an incredible picture of the Christian life. In the story, there are two valleys that Bunyan brings us through right on top of each other. The valley of humiliation and the valley of the shadow of death. In the valley of humiliation, Christian, our pilgrim on this journey to the celestial city, is confronted by the devil named Apollyon. And there, Christian is overwhelmed and beat down by the devil. And what is the devil doing? He is heaping on Christian all his sin, all his wrong. All his failure. He's reminding him again and again and again of how he has failed and messed up in his life. And he does it so as to discourage him in such a way that he he tucktails and runs back to the city of destruction rather than onward to the celestial city. But God kept him through. Kept him through that. And he kept journeying on. And the next valley was the valley of the shadow of death. Frightful sights and dreadful noises. As if the mouth of hell was opening up to swallow Christian in. And yet the Lord kept him through it. Through being beat down with his sin. Being reminded of his failure. Through the scare and the the terror of hell itself, the Lord kept him through it. The Lord will keep you from all evil. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. No reminder of your sin, no 
hellish ghoul that comes at night can keep you from the always keeping, ever watchful love and care of our God. Nothing. While times like now can be overwhelming and unsettling for your soul, there is only one place for you and I to look. And that is up, up beyond the hills to our God who will help, who will keep. And you may be asking how, how, how can he do that now? Well, the answer is as you look to God, the answer is found when you see the cross. In the person and work of Jesus Christ, God puts his forever grip around his people and he will keep you. Christ, who went into the valley of humiliation for you, who took on all those accusations, who took on all the sin, who took on all the failure and defeated the devil. He didn't run. He won. And then that Jesus went into the valley of the shadow of death. And in the darkness of the tomb, he rose victorious over it all. He defeated the things that scare us most. How does God help you and keep you in all kinds of days, especially the ones that are unsettling in our soul? He does it through Christ. So I encourage you with the words of Psalm 121, and I encourage you that those words would cause you to look up the hill to Calvary Hill to Christ on the cross where God establishes his ever forever keeping grip around your life. No circumstance can undo or overcome what Christ has secured for you. He took it all on and is victorious for you. So may you rest secure in the Lord who keeps. May that bring to your heart confidence and comfort. May God be near to you now. Let's pray. God, we certainly pray that that would be true of us, that we would have that experience now, that through faith in Christ that we would know in greater measure how near you are, how you help, how you keep. And may that bring us confidence in days that are unsettling. And may that bring comfort in the days in which we are afraid. Oh God, would you do this? We pray in Christ's name. Amen. As you continue on and sing the hymn that I started our message off with, he will hold me fast. Sing heartily with your family. Close out your worship in scripture and in prayer. And, and then in the week ahead, be sure to tune in and check out our homepage, trinitynh.org, for more ways that you can help stay connected with us as a church family. Blessings to you all.